So we got an adventure park. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. So, and, and you know, some people uh, have said to me, so you, you're going to take a park and turn it in, into a church? And I kind of look a bit half, kind of, um, no, we're going to run an adventure park. And uh, it's going to be incredible fun, as Stuart was sharing so brilliantly last week about how we want to fully connect with communities and families right across the region, uh, and even government uh, departments and things like that. So we're in a really exciting place of we, we preach new wineskins, we talk about it, but let's be honest, we expect the same thing to keep going on week after year after year, meetings at the same time, the same contents, the same people. God has gone, okay, revive if you're an apostolic, prophetic house, which means you're going to be a bit edgy, you're going to be out there, you're going to be early adopters. Then God's slapped a great big fresh new wineskin in front of us and gone, I'll fill this if you want it. Come on, what is it in the summer season, Stuart? A thousand visitors a day, was it? And we have the opportunity to turn it into a place of prayer, a place of community, but a place of immense fun. Uh, imagine, you know, it's almost what St. Francis of Assisi said, which is preach the gospel, uh, uh, and if possible, have lots of fun along the way. That's not really what he said, but that's my version of it. He said, preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. This is preaching the gospel. Uh, even already while we've been hiring it over the last few months, uh, just people are so impacted just by exactly, again, what Stuart was sharing, kindness. What we, we, we can come and be involved in a community. And you know what they love? And kind of look around you to get this picture. So many people coming on site, even when it was just 40 of us on a Friday night, would just love the fact, look at all this international community that love each other to bits, just feel it so home together, love God. There's some kind of, there's a secret source, isn't there, in, in church, and it's that we might come from all over the world, but we're one blood, we're one family. And so we have an incredible opportunity to do something really unusual here, and it really has come about by, by a miracle. So there's the property. I, I, I'm not going to overdo the details on what we're going to do to it. I think we'll do that next week when we're stood there, because it'll all make a lot more sense. Is that all right? The only really important factor for you to get through next Sunday is ladies don't wear high heels. That's the only really important one, because you'll see at the moment we, there are paths to be laid and things like that, but at the moment you will have to walk over AstroTurf to get to where we're going to meet. Uh, it was the Arsenal pitch, AstroTurf, from their training pitch. So, um, you know, if you're a Man U, you're not even coming in you next week, if you're, <laughs> if you're Man U, let's be honest. So we won't be meeting in the Dome next week. Um, we, we're expecting insulation to go into it early part of next year. Um, so we're going to be meeting in the cosy Dupe Cafe. And it'll be full of special Dupe heaters that I'm going to buy this week. And so we're going to get it cosy in there. There's going to be space for the kids, other things we can do. It'd be lovely if it is good weather, but either way, we're, we're in. It's just, uh, it's, it's not going to be ideal to begin with. And don't walk in and go, so this is it. No, this is the half-finished picture. And we have basically five full months before we open the Adventure Park side. So step one is this, you now own an adventure park, we're going to go in and make it our own, learn how it works, where's the coffee, you know, because half the time, listen, the next few months might be a bit tiring, because we're all going to be going, we're, we're so used to the muscle memory of how we do church, 
but now it's going to be, so where are the, I don't know, when you think of anything, where do I get my coffee? And you'll have lots of people who go, I'm not quite sure yet. And there'll be tons of things that we'll be working out as we go along. But this is what pioneering is like, isn't it? I have a, I have a feeling, you know, we talk pioneering, we talk new wineskins, but I really feel, I've been saying, God, this has just been such, so tiring. Um, and I've had this distinct picture of us hacking our way through uncharted jungles because you're making paths, not just walking on paths that others have built. So don't wear high heels, wear walking boots, okay? Uh, but that's where we're at as a church. You won't be able to look at every other church, pick something off out of their wardrobe and go, well, that'll do. We are literally heading off into uncharted territory with God on an exciting adventure. But I can just smell a move of God in the air. The things that are crackling around right now are quite remarkable. I've been on the edge of this before. I've also been in the other, and I know when I can smell a move of God. So our thing is stay attentive, stay humble, quietly go about. Let's just do the work that God has us to do. And I just have a feeling God's going to do something quite remarkable. So, um, so next Sunday we'll be there. In fact, uh, oh, well, I'll do some announcements now. Um, we're going to shift war room from Thursday lunch to Wednesday lunch, and we're going to have it on Let Loose Sight. So that'll be from this week. Friday night, teens, we will be on Let Loose this Friday night. As before, parents are welcome to come and hang out in the cafe and things like that. Um, it's all going to look a little bit different and be a little bit different, uh, even to when you came before. But, but come on, and we're going to have fun, and we're going to work out some stuff along the way. I mean, so we actually got the keys yesterday, and I've already been around the go-karts a couple of times yesterday afternoon. I was exhausted after 10 minutes. Just, good heavens. So, so um, let's just see what God's going to do. Would you just pop the next slide on for me, Zach, while we... And it's just... Is it there? There you go. Just a picture in the background for a moment. So, um, yeah, we'll... We, the, We'll go through the property next week while we're there, because it's going to make more sense. But as well, we're going to have like an AGM meeting for those that really want to know the details. How does it, how, what's the financial structure? How does it work? What VAT? What about the profits from the adventure park? Who will we employ? How are we going to run it? Um, uh, there's all kinds of things that I know some of you won't care one iota about, and others will go, so how will the details work? So we're going to have a detail meeting for those that really want to know the details. And Stuart's going to do a lot of talking at that. Now, It'll be Stuart and I going, really, you know. Um, but it's been very exciting to see it all come together. And, uh, uh, well, God, just bless our journey. We'll pray in a moment. Is that okay? Um, but if you've got a Bible, turn to Isaiah 33. I've got 11 minutes to share with you a word from God that will change your life forever. And while you're turning, Stuart, I am grateful for all that you poured into this, mate, honestly. When it got... So because of Stuart's former job, he's well used to, you know, um, acquiring companies that are worth hundreds of millions. So it's quite, you know, within Stuart's um, knowledge bracket. So we just, you know, you're blessed by the people around you, aren't you? So get the right people around you and usually try and make sure they're cleverer than you and life will go well. Amen. That's, that's how it is. Now, where am I? I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to do some of this. All right, let's have a look. So Isaiah 33 begins in a sense of distress. In fact, it starts with the word woe, which isn't that cheerful, is it? Um, 
but it, it goes on to show God's help. And I kind of want to land just to set a tone for where we're going, Revive. Uh, I want to land round about verse 20. And this is a series of my life verses. So I'm just going to share them with you and hopefully inspire you and nudge you a little bit out of religion towards kingdom. It, being religious is so easy, isn't it? What it basically means is we become brittle because we equate culture that we're used to with holy things, when actually often culture is just culture. And so when it comes around and God, now I don't want to mess with your culture because revive, I want you to be in a place not just where you're a nice, good church, but where you reach lots of people with the, with the gospel. And the kingdom of God comes and remarkable things happen. Well, he sometimes comes and he messes with our thinking. So we get to the end of Isaiah 33 and we get this picture of Jerusalem, which is really, uh, it's emblematic here of the centerpiece of what God wants things and life and his kingdom coming on the earth to look like. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Isaiah 33 verse 20 says, Look upon Zion, the city of our festivities or of our festivals. Uh, I think the word we might use more is parties. Everybody say party. The kingdom of God is supposed to be like a party, not a funeral. Come on. Say to someone near you, don't be miserable. Come on, we, we really, listen, I, I'm convinced of it that miseries cannot follow Jesus. They normally go and develop their own little religious enclaves somewhere. But when you really hang around Jesus, he likes parties. He, oh, no, no, but, but, but I like singing songs and I like long preaching and I want to hear the Greek and the Hebrew. And Yes, that's all good, but how are you at partying? Oh, not so good. Then you're not like Jesus. For all your Greek and your Hebrew and your prayer, you're not yet like Jesus. Why? Because you're just maybe a little bit anally retentive. Maybe, oh, I'm tired, I'm going to get naughty. Maybe you're just a little bit that, that actually religion is all about being as quiet as we can possibly be, being as good as we can possibly be, and never being naughty. But I find that Jesus was really quite challengingly, excitingly naughty. You're very unsure about this message already. <laughs> and actually, he came up. And do you know who we wound up? Was it the sinners? Oh, you're, you're the best Sunday school class ever. Oh, no. It was the Pharisees, the guys who knew the Greek and the Hebrew. See, here's the danger. It's possible to know it, but not live it. It's possible to know the knowledge, but not live the knowledge. It's possible to know the word love and theorize about what it should be, but you're not loving or lovely or kind or fun or joyous or full of grace. And so here at the end of this chapter of woe, he's like, just, just hang on a minute, look over there. What's the kingdom of God like when it comes to earth like a city on a hill? It's a city full of festivals. In other words, there's got to be streamers and fireworks and bonfire nights. Come on, somebody work with me. There's got to be tables full of food. That's what church should look like. Amen. 
Look upon Zion, the city of our parties. Your eyes will see Jerusalem. Here's another thing. A peaceful abode, a tent that will not be moved. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes broken. In other words, if you get to this city, if you get to this place of realizing God is, and listen, let's do the persecuted church for a minute. Do you know that even in prison, when you listen to the beautiful testimonies of so many prisoners, it's almost as if somehow even though their bodies were in a cell, their parties, their hearts were having a party with God. Some, somehow, and this is the miracle of Christianity, even if your body is in a cell, your heart can be in heaven. And what's that like? City of festivals. Somebody said to me the other day, are we going to eat in heaven? I think they evidently really like eating and kind of hoping that food was good. The marriage supper of the Lamb when we get up there, God is not going to say, welcome, welcome. Let's sing hymn number 103. <laughs> as if he's going to be some kind of aged vicar. Yeah. The ancient of days and the ancient of ways. Now, he, he, he's going to, now listen to the sermon. He's going to look and he's going to go, well done. It's he, he, he told a story of what it would be like. Prodigal son coming home. Well done. Let's eat. Fresh jewellery, new robe, clean you up a bit, have a shave, finally, after all these years. <laughs> Actually wear something that makes you look respectable, Jared, and you know. Dress up and have a party is God's modus operandi. And this is where he's taking us. He says, see, what he's doing to us is showing us a little bit more of what he's like. And actually, he's not all grey buildings and church spires. Nothing wrong with those, but work with the metaphors of it all, right? He's not pews. He's not even rows. He's family. He's hugging the sin out of the most sinful one. Not wagging a finger, hugging it out of them. That's what church should be like. It's, you come within a few feet of church, us, and a grace should begin to hug you, that it's like therapy just to be around you. Because you're, you're not bitter when bad things happen. Somehow your heart got repaired and kept and, and was safe within it all. And you, you come throughout the other side. How are they still celebrating life? There's something eternally beautiful about them. Because of something that God has put within them. Only God can do it. He's a God that comes and hugs us with crazy ideas. and says, I, just, I want to stretch your thinking. I want to make sure, Revive, that you don't become boring. How's about I take you somewhere beautiful? Anybody wish that the past year had been less hurtful? Yes. But you know, God often uses pain to build fathers and mothers. Bitterness is one of the greatest dangers to a Christian. It will destroy you. The reason the Bible says don't give the enemy a foothold is because he can get one. So sometimes it's out of pain that he really builds a father's heart. It's in the brokenness and the stretching and the... And suddenly, I don't know about you, I just get a feeling as we go forward into what God's got for us, we're going to be softer, closer. We're going to eat a lot more food, so we're all going to be heavier We've got place to hang out because church is supposed to be seven days a week. 
It's supposed to be food. It's supposed to be community. And let's be honest, I mean, I grew up in the Mediterranean. It was automatic to do a lot of those things. You never had to plan them. But now in this country, certainly for the Brits, we live in our little castles. So sometimes God has to come and shake our culture and say, no, you'll never build kingdom in this little individualized world that you're trying to create. As if your spirituality comes from sitting alone in a corner and just praying in tongues to heaven. No, there is something spiritual about food together. It's psychologically proven. Who was saying it? Somebody was saying it the other day. You know, just to eat together, just to physically touch each other, literally transforms you psychologically, biologically. So I think God's giving us a place to create a city of festivals. It's our own village center. We might come from all over the region, but, but when we get there, a good few months in and we've sorted out how everything works, there'll be people just coming and going seven days a week in the prayer room, in the cafe, eating, healing, loving, hanging out but I've got shifts I can't get there on a Sunday I take my kids to football fine but here's this and here's this and and suddenly you create something that is just as it's meant to be not I attend a church service but I'm part of a family amen that's what it's meant to be like and so and here's the beauty of it oh I'm running out of time but I'm keeping reading it's too good verse 21 there there in the city of festivals that's what the kingdom is like on earth the Lord will be our mighty one we don't need the heroes of men it's God that reigns in that place it will be like a place of broad rivers and streams no galley with oars will ride them no mighty ship will sail them for the Lord is our judge the Lord is our lawgiver the Lord is our king it is he who will save in other words it's not the might of men that does it I pray I think this is what God is lining us up for and that's why there's been a measure of suffering in our journey he's lining us up to 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 welcome his glory among us and so when people are among us at any point they walk away thinking of God not us they walk away since Jesus is in this place. I don't know what it means. I don't, I, I, there's just something. There's a magic source. There's something there. It's called the glory of God. God resident among us. And that's the beauty of a move of God. Oh, I can't stand moves of men. Uh, I've done a few. They're exhausting. But when God takes over and you watch him work, that is the place where we all want to live. Don't you? Oh, I do. Let's get ready to watch God work. And then it goes on, uh, the final verse, which is my favorite. Your rigging hangs loose. The mast is not held secure. The sail is not spread. Then an abundance of spoils will be divided. The picture here, in, in some Bibles, they translate it as a negative thing. I used to work on boats, though, so I know this could also be translated as a positive thing. Your rigging hanging loose, your mast not being secure, your sail not being spread, can be a picture of a boat at home, relaxed in the harbor at winter. All the stress. You see, a mast is held up by incredible stress. All the tension in the wires that hold it in place. But when a boat would come into 
harbour. Sometimes we'd even lift it out of the water with one of those ginormous cranes, which I got to drive ridiculously as a 19-year-old. I could have crashed anything. But I used to drive these big, expensive yachts around on land. And then you bring the mass down, and all the tension comes out the cables. Listen, this is what the kingdom's supposed to be like. God takes all the tension out of your spirituality. And you say, no, we're not going to do this by me being tense and intense. Actually, the kingdom of God comes by him being the great one, the Lord, the lawgiver, the savior. And in that atmosphere where we all relax and sit back into the grace of God, there's incredible spoils divided. I don't know about you, I found that the more I relax, the more the miracles just explode. The more the words of knowledge come, the more things begin to break out around about, the more people get saved as we just, as it were, see religion doesn't allow God to be God. It thinks it has to serve something out of its own strength to God. But this is true religion where God descends among us with the shouts of a party, with the sound of good food being eaten, with songs of praise, yes, and good preaching, yes. But there's a sense that God descends into the camp and we're able to say, God is here. What is even more amazing, your sons and daughters, your work colleagues, your grandparents and grandsons can say, God is there. Could I come to church? <laughs> Strangely, I think they might want to. So God, descend among us and have your way. Amen. Amen. Let us build a city of festivals. Let us build a place of partying, which is really going to heal some of us that have been done in by years of religion. It's really good to realize, while the glory of God does mean heavy, please understand that the presence of God means light. And he wants you to enjoy lightness as well as heaviness. So God, come on, let's stand and let's pray as we close today. We run out of time.